Hi, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Numbers. My name is Dave Bookbinder. I'm a Senior Director of Valuation Services at CFGI. In my world, business performance and business value is measured behind the numbers, or by the numbers, I should say. Uh, got excited there for a second. Uh, savvy leaders do understand, however, that the real magic happens behind the numbers. And today we're going to be talking about two topics, uh, brand and culture. And I'm pleased to welcome my special guest, Mark Iorio, who is the managing partner of BCAT, the Brand and Culture Alignment Toolkit. Mark, welcome to Behind the Numbers. Thanks, Dave. Good to be here. So be I here. always ask my guests at the beginning yeah. of the show just to give a quick background on who they are and who they serve, and then we'll yeah. jump in. So I've always had a, a great interest in, in marketing, and uh, for the longest time I ran uh, and have run the Mega Group, which is a company that is um, focused on marketing communications and, and um, Back about uh, 20 years ago, Dave, I, I started doing internal branding work for a number of big organizations. And about six years ago, I, I met Al Sini, my partner in BCAT, and uh, we collectively developed uh, the brand and culture alignment toolkit. Uh, prior to that, we, you know, it was it was done in a very manual way. Right, and we're going to talk about that. Yeah, but. As I think about brand, that's kind of the promise that the company makes to yes. the consumer. Yep. And when I think about culture, I think of that as, just to stay with the same analogy, the promise that the company makes to its employees. Mm -hmm. um, is that a fair characterization? And, and how do you align the brand and the culture? Yeah, well, they're the, first of all, they're the same thing. Brand okay. is the external, uh, the external promise that most organizations make to everyone. It's, it's all stakeholders. Culture is the delivery of that brand promise, right? So you're, if you're a retail bank and you say that you are America's most convenient bank, when you go as a customer, when you go into that bank, you want to make sure that they are the, a convenient bank. You go in on a Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock, you don't want to be waiting in line for 45 minutes but waiting to do a transaction. If you get there at 2 minutes to 6 on a Thursday afternoon, you want to make sure that they're open. Uh, there's all kinds of things that go along with that brand promise that uh, a bank would, would make. So it's the culture is getting everyone in the organization to row in that same direction. Okay, right? so I think it's obvious, but why is that so important that they're aligned, Mark? Because, because it is, there's a level of consistency, Dave, that uh, if you make a promise to your stakeholders, wh whoever they may be, the delivery of that promise is critical. And what you want is you want everyone in that organization. We, we have a number of indices that we use with, with the BCAT toolkit, or the BCAT process, I should say. The first is uh, really talking about singing from the same sheet of music. In music, it's called consonance. When, you, when, when everyone is singing from the same sheet of music, that's critical. You have to have that in an organization or rowing in the same direction, right? Most organizations are not rowing in the same direction. People are doing their own thing. They come to work, they look busy. What we try to do is we try to get everyone to sing from the same sheet of music. Once they've done that, when they sing, what we want is for the people that are paying to hear them sing they want, they want to hear what they're paying for, right? So that resonating, that resonance is really critical. So those two things are really, inter, they're intermixed. 
And brand and culture are not two different things. They are the same thing. Okay. okay. So you alluded to it in your intro that about how it was done before BCAT. Yes. Talk a little bit about that and, and why were you guys inspired to create BCAT? Wow. That's such a great question. Um, prior to BCAT, uh, I'll try to encapsulate this best I can. Um, prior to BCAT, what we would do is very qualitative research. Uh, we'd go out and talk to 30 or 40 or 50 people in an organization. What do you think about your brand? How do you think the service uh, measures up to uh, the way it should? Um, what kinds of things would you do differently? How would you describe your brand? And everyone in the organization would answer those questions. We would have linguistic experts literally going through every single answer and determining what words or phrases were being used the most. And that is a very qualitative way and a very subjective way of doing what we currently do with BCAT. BCAT, when Al developed uh, BCAT, and we developed BCAT uh, uh, together, was much more scientific. The words that are being used um, in, our, in our quadrants um, are very much uh, scientific in, in nature. And what, what I mean by that, and I'll explain that in a second, is when you have a quantitative, uh, you have quantitative weight to a word, it's much more scientific than it is qualitative, right? So uh, when you look at resolve, for example, that's red. There's a certain part of your brain that triggers a, you know, a thought in your mind that says, oh, I know what resolve means. I know what it means to be direct. I know what it means to get things done, right? And that's, there's a certain feeling and a behavior and an attitude and visuals and language that you use surrounding that particular phrase. So we, when, we, when we used to do it, it was very subjective uh, and very qualitative. Now when we do it with BCAT, it's a tool, it's a survey instrument, and it's very scientific, it's also qualitative as well. So you got the balance between quantitative and qualitative. Does this work with companies of all sizes? Mark? All sizes, Dave, it doesn't matter. It could work in the bookbinder family. If you're sitting around the dinner table with Amy and you know, you're raising your, your family and you say, look, this is who the bookbinder family is. We're loving, we're caring, we're responsible. Uh, so what does that mean, guys, when, when it comes to behaving? Uh, well, that means when you see someone who is struggling crossing the street, you help them. When you see someone who is less fortunate than we are, you give them a hand. When um, you see someone who needs help opening a front door of a house or a, a supermarket, you help them. Those are the kinds of things that happen with small groups and then, of course, large organizations. Um, it's just critical because yep. most people, most organizations, most families do not have what we call a North Star. Yeah, we're going to talk about that North Star, but before we dive in, uh, anybody who's watching who may want to learn more about you or BCAT, how can they contact you, Mark? Well, they can, uh, two things, Dave. They can go to getbcat.com, G-E-T-B-C-A-T.com. You can always email me at mark.iorio, that's mark, M-A-R-K, dot iorio, at getbcat.com. You can always call me on my cell, 609-577-4306. Thank you. Yeah. I've heard you mention the North Star comment before. Talk a little bit more about what that means and why it matters. Absolutely. You know, Dave, uh, again, 
with organizations, and you've experienced this many times in your career, uh, most organizations do not have a purpose. They don't have a, they don't have a direction. They may have a mission statement, which means nothing. They have a vision statement, which means less. Uh, but when they find their North Star, really who they are, what makes them tick, their DNA, that's critical to having everyone say, oh, I can see what that is. I understand who we are as an organization, and I can buy into that purpose. And I want, you know, I'm here because, you know, there's, there's a higher, there's a higher authority kind of uh, helping me move along the pathway on a daily basis. I see that purpose, I see that North Star. When you walk into work and there's no direction and no guidance system, it's very hard to get motivated. It's very hard to get engaged. Right, understood. Yeah. So I think we only have about like three minutes or so left in this first segment, so, um, but we can carry this over into the next one if we need to. I want sure. to talk a little bit more, drill into the example that you gave about the bank, so financial institution. Mm -hmm. So as a broad organization, uh, their brand promises convenience. Mm -hmm. But say the employees who are working in the, the back office areas, they believe that the brand promise is really a fiduciary responsibility. Mm -hmm and precision. Okay. How do you reconcile the two philosophies, the brand culture and what the employee perceives and facilitating the change so that they're aligned? Yeah, that's another great question. And it's more than three minutes, I'm sure. Yeah, do well, best. I'll, I'll do my best. Um, so there are a number of supportive organizations within a bigger organization, sub-brands within an organization. The example you give with regard to compliance in a financial institution is that compliance department may have a very precision-based North Star, right? So they're all about making sure their T's are crossed, their I's are dotted, making sure that every single thing with regard to compliance is followed perfectly. The overarching brand in the organization is what they serve. So if the organization is all about convenience, caring for others, that's more green, that's more harmonious. That, that subset, that sub-brand within that organization, that compliance department, serves the overarching brand. They may serve their, their, daily, you know, their daily North Star by making sure that everything they do adheres to the compliance issues, but overall, what they're looking for is to make sure that every single customer feels that, that that bank, that financial institution, is convenient. Let's not throw up unrealistic roadblocks for our customers, for example. Let's do what we're supposed to do in compliance, but let's not make it so difficult that our customers say to us, well, you're not very convenient. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. It does. I think that's probably a really good spot to take a quick commercial break okay. and then we'll come right back. Mark, stay right there. You stay right there as well. We'll be right back on Behind the Numbers after this quick break. Shelter dogs aren't broken. They've simply experienced more life. If they were human, we would call them wise. They would be the ones with tales to tell and stories to write. The ones dealt a bad hand who responded with courage. Do not pity a shelter dog. Adopt one. 
Say we've got grit, and we'll take it as a compliment. Because it's our uncommon drive, our spark within, that brings us together and sets us apart. We are temple made. And when others take shortcuts, when others take breaks, when others take the easy way, we take charge. Add us on social media to watch bloopers, behind the scenes footage, previews, and more. I work 13 hours a day, six days a week. So when I'm off the clock, I gotta get stuff done. So when I need a snack, I need something healthy, tasty, and easy to eat. Like wonderful pistachios without the shells. They're protein powered, delicious, and great on the go. And that's perfect for me. Thanks, Liz. A woman without a lot of time. Whether you're a gourmet cook or just want to eat like one, visit Rostelli Market Fresh, your home for the freshest locally sourced ingredients to please everyone who loves great food. Our organic meats, quality seafood, and free-range poultry are cut fresh to order. Chefs create culinary-inspired prep foods made fresh every day, which pair nicely with our vast selection of fine wines and spirits. Choose from handmade pastas, artisan cheeses, organic produce, and grocery items, all from the finest purveyors. Rostelli Market Fresh, from our family to yours. RVN TV is a platform for people of any industry to share their story. Over 285,000 viewers are tuning in to RVN TV shows monthly. We guarantee a great experience that you'll be sharing with everyone you know while increasing your personal and company's brand awareness. But what is your brand? According to Forbes, it's a combination of your logo, your product, your design and feel, and your personality. Did you know that aside from being a guest, we offer even more opportunity to boost your brand? Adding your company logo and website on screen during your interview will allow viewers to recognize your brand instantly. Incorporating images and video clips is another great way. Hey everyone, welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder. Today we're talking the alignment of brand and culture with Mark Iorio, who's the managing partner of BCAT a brand and culture alignment toolkit. Uh, great conversation before the break, Mark. I Thanks. want to continue to dive a little bit deeper into that. Yeah. Um, you guys have worked with a number of companies and you've got some good data, so I want to dive into the numbers a little bit in this segment. Sure. Let's just start with, when you first are working with a client company, mm -hmm. uh, what's the disparity or dispersion between the perception of brand and culture across an organization? Well, a lot of people, first of all, they don't understand what brand is. What, you know, what the definition of brand, as I said, is a promise that you make to all stakeholders. What's a stakeholder? Everyone who comes in contact with your brand. Culture, the definition of culture is, uh, is the delivery of that, of that brand promise. And a lot of times people don't understand that. So what, what happens is they're really all over the place. The, the organization's all over the place. And, you know, it's really, um, uh, it's discombobulated, Dave. Oh. <laughs> well said, Mark. Couldn't think of a much better word to use there than that. Yeah, right. So, so how do you pull everybody together? How do you actually facilitate that uh, alignment when you know, everybody's rowing in different directions? Perfect. Perfect segue. Uh, great question. So our survey instrument is, um, 
I'm just gonna say it's very much like the DISC model, right? So if you've done a DISC test or a DISC survey, uh, we have 80 questions or 80, 80 um, exercises and they're all word associations. What we first do is we build an incorporating question before we ask uh, the 20 or 30 or 40 people, whoever you select as leadership to take the survey, to think of the organization as though it were one single person, a role model in a sense, doing its very best work, delivering on all its promises and all its behaviors, doing its very best work on its best day. What does that look like? So if you have um, you know, XYZ organization, how do you think of that organization? Are we passive or are we aggressive? Are we harmonious or are we not? And as you go through those 80 exercises, uh, what comes out of that is the, the results of that survey. For you individually, thinking about your organization, not you, you but your organization as though it were a single person doing its best work on its best day. Once we get all those results together, we plot them on a chart. Everyone, unfortunately in some cases, you'll see that in organizations that are scattered, you'll see a scatter plot, right? They're all over the place. In organizations that are more succinct and really have it together, you'll see a very tight cluster of results. If it's scattered, by the end of an hour and a half or two hour uh, um, meeting with all those participants, what we will say is where are we really? Where do we really believe we are on this chart? And there's quadrants on the chart. There's resolve for getting things done quickly. There is innovation where you're all about entertainment, you're all about innovation, you're all about you know, creativity. There's harmony which is all about treating people fairly and um, doing what you're supposed to do, right? Doing the right thing. And then there's precision, which is making sure that every single uh, uh, detail in every, every project you touch is right on the money. So there's a combination of those things, Dave. And at the end of that hour and a half long meeting, we will find a role target we call it a consensus role target because everyone in the room will agree by the time we leave that that's where we're supposed to be. That's how you get everyone on the same page, rowing in the same direction. After that, we get everyone to commit to a personal alignment plan that says these are the two or three or four things I can do every single day to get closer to that brand promise, to get closer to that role target. If it's more entertainment, then maybe what I need to do, even though I'm a very blue individual, I care about crossing T's and dotting I's. But when I come to work every day, I have to be a little bit more creative. So I gotta turn my creative juices on. In the case of, of Al, when I first met Al, it was drinking a little bit more yellow Kool-Aid. Right. Makes sense? It does. Okay. So when I walk through that door, even though I'm blue, I drink a little bit more yellow Kool-Aid to become a little bit more creative, a little bit more innovative. So every single day, if we get everyone in that organization to do those things, then you get closer to that role target. Excellent. Make sense? It does. Okay. Real quick, Mark, for folks who want to learn more about you and BCAT, 
How can they contact you? So there's a couple of ways. One is we're on LinkedIn um, under, under BCAT, uh, uh, getbcat.com. You can go to the website, www.getbcat.com. You can contact me uh, via email at mark.iorio, it's I-O-R-I-O, at getbcat.com. And you can always call me on my cell phone, 609-577-4306. Awesome. Can we jump into the numbers a little bit? Absolutely. Cool. So this is where the rubber meets the road for a lot of organizations. And I know that your team has the statistical validity around, I'll call it the psychology of the survey and how that generates meaningful results. But I think what the viewers want to understand is when you do the implementation of whatever that process is, mm -hmm. what kind of results can the company experience? What's been your experience with the folks you've worked with? Beautiful. So uh, we've, we have found we do pre and post testing, right? So we understand that we have that uh, index of consonants, index of alignment. As those numbers tick up, engagement, employee engagement ticks up. What that means is people care about what, what they're coming to work to do. The, the performance every day. I want to work with Dave Bookbinder because I like the project that Dave, Dave is working on. And I understand that it's for the betterment of the organization as a whole. So I can't wait to get to work every day because there's this feeling that we're here together. Take a baseball team, for example, Dave. If you're a second baseman and I'm a shortstop, do you care, other than me feeding you the baseball, what I, what I do uh, at, the, at the plate? You're darn right I do, you do because I'm trying to score runs for our team, our collective team. So we're in this thing together. We're not looking at individual statistics. We're looking at the organization as a whole, and we measure employee engagement by using the Gallup Q12 study. Right, and that says that basically uh, the average American worker is about 30% engaged, or three Absolutely. out of every 10 people show up excited to be there. So, perfect. So if you can double that, which I think your website says, you're already making a huge jump. We, we double that. We, we start off in an organization that's around 30 or so percent engaged, by the time we finish our process, which any, is anywhere from 18 to, to maybe 36 months of ongoing coaching. Remember I talked to, talked to you about that personal alignment plan. Yeah. Uh, they're not easy to get to. I mean, I, we have coaches that go in and say, hey Dave, you, know, you said you were gonna be able to do these two or three things every single day. How's that coming along? Uh, what obstacles are in front of you that are preventing you maybe from doing what you really intend to do? How can I help you get there? And that ongoing coaching takes time. So post-process, post-BCAT process, we'll do a survey. And uh, yeah, over the, we, we've done about 6,800 BCATs. And uh, not everyone is able, we're not able to get survey data on every single organization. But the several thousand that we have, we, employ, we uh, double employee engagement to 64%. Talk a little bit about what that translates into in terms of other KPIs, whether it's safety, profitability, valuation. Absolutely, so you, you start to look at uh, profitability, productivity starts to really ratchet up. You see uh, increased, um, uh, well, eventually value in the company, right? So we look at profitability, we look at productivity. When you talk about absenteeism and safety, people care about what they're doing every day. So those numbers change oftentimes dramatically in an organization. 
they want to be engaged in the organization. They are more productive every day. That example I, gives you, I gave you is a real example. I want to come to work and work on a team where I know the project that we're working on is beneficial to the organization. Rather than, geez, I got to work, you know, I've got to do this project again. Right. You know, I can't wait to, for, for five o'clock to hit so I can get out of there. Oh yeah, no, no question. You know, Time flies when you're into what you're doing, right. for sure. So you love what you do, productivity rises, we've seen profits rise. In fact, Dave, uh, the correlation between co uh, compound annual growth rate when you have a high index of alignment, in, uh, we, the third indec index that we have is an index of alignment, which means that we have a high index of consonants, we're singing from the same sheet of music, high index of resonance, we are singing uh, songs that people want to pay to hear. Our index of alignment, we're all together on this. It's very high. Compound annual growth rate is double digits. When that index of alignment is low, low single digits, CAGR, sometimes negative. And we have statistics that back that up as well. That's excellent. That's huge. Yeah, let's talk about this a little bit in the context of transactions, if you don't mind. Because mm -hmm. I've read recently about private equity firms that are really what I would call enlightened, right? Yeah. So they understand that the people-centric approach, the, the value of engagement increasing, the value of their portfolio companies increasing, the value of their own businesses by aligning their teams. Um, when would you recommend somebody think about this brand and culture alignment as they plan, say, the, you know, an exit strategy? As soon as as soon as they think as soon as they think about it is 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 critical because you know one of our key one of our key databases Dave honestly is to find private equity portfolio companies who are not growing who need to grow but they haven't gotten a capital infusion over the last two three four five years to us that says well you need to grow in order for that PE company to have you exit. So let's start talking about brand and culture alignment because if you're not going to talk about that during, during that business continuum, you could start talking about it in the very, very beginning when you first start the business. You could talk about it as we did with a big client of ours in Wilmington, Delaware. That's a 105-year-old brand that had to be refocused on what they were doing and they've got 4,300 employees. So you could be a 105-year-old organization, you could be a brand spanking new organization, any, anywhere along that continuum where you consciously think, I've got to do something about our organization. We really feel like we're out of sorts. We're, we don't have a purpose. Now's the time to do it. So if you're a private equity firm or a leader in a portfolio company of a private equity firm that meets the criteria Mark just described, probably want to reach out. Absolutely, yeah. So when you're brought into an organization, is the decision to bring you on at the CEO level or is it an in, in HR function? Where does that happen? Wow, you are, uh, that's a great question. It, it depends on who the flag bearer is in the organization, the brand ambassador, the person in the organization that says, you know, we are really all over the place. That could come from marketing, it could come from HR. Remember, these are all the same organizations. Right. They're, they're, we, we talked about silos within organizations. We have to break those silos down. So it could come from the CEO. We prefer that it does come from leadership from the top. It has to come from leadership from the top. You have to engage all participants in the organization. You have to communicate a million and one ways. You have to bake it into the performance and review of each, of, of each person in the organization. 
Yep. It's critical. Okay. I think we're, we're getting close to the end here, but I want to sneak in one more question that I think is important. You alluded to this at the beginning of the show where you talked about, uh, yeah, we talked about um, when companies are kind of going sideways, they're drifting, yeah. that may be an indication. For those companies that are going sideways and drifting, they may not really understand what the problem is. Is there something in, in 30 seconds that you could tell our viewers that would be a signal for them that aligning brand and culture may be what's missing? Get everyone into a room and say, what are the two or three things that you think of, describing adjectives that you think of when you think of our organization? as though it were a single person doing its best work on its best day. If you have answers that are all over the board, you probably are misaligned. If you have yeah. answers that are very consistent, maybe you are aligned. Maybe and there's still room for improvement there probably Absolutely. as well. Yes, Mark, sir. we have to bounce on okay. that. So I thank you so much for joining us. Today we talked aligning brand and culture with Mark Iorio, managing partner of BCAT. Until next time, take care. We'll see you again on Behind the Numbers.